0: Hi and welcome back to The Temple Podcast. I'm Edward Pike. I'm the founder of The Temple and it's a pleasure, a real pleasure to welcome you here. Today we're going to dive into the second around the table discussion which happened at some point at the end of, of last year on the topics of inner wealth, value and authentic success. So this is a, another amazing and powerful conversation with so many nuggets of wisdom, so many pieces of gold for you to, to receive and to, to be with and maybe to use as a starting point for your own exploration. So we welcome here over 20 years of coaching experience. We welcome Rob Hamilton, Angie Cole, Chloe Handelman, Sarah Maxwell and of course myself. So I really invite you to sit back, let these words flow through you and keep what resonates and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this podcast. Okay. We're off. Hello everyone. Hello. Good to see you. you. (laughs) (laughs) So excited for this next round table. Um, I was just sharing before we went live, particularly excited because I know this topic lives in all of us in different ways and that oh, you're working, especially you three are working very much professionally, uh, let's call it with this, with people in this topic. So really curious and excited to, to weave this wisdom together and, um, and always actually kind of, I feel shaky saying it, but kind of Honored and humbled that people that, you know, they're choosing to kind of say yes to these new ideas and new <laughs> topics and new explorations that we're doing with the temple. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for saying yes. Yeah. And um, we'll send a love note to David. You couldn't make it today. Uh, so David, you're still with us in this conversation, very much so. Um, We'll keep, we're going to maintain the structure of, the, of these and just to reinforce the, the structure of these around the tables, it literally is that kind of ritualistic practice of everyone in turn going around the table. So I will actually now define the table because you probably all have different tables <laughs> online. <laughs> the talking stick. And the talking stick is going to go, Rob, Angie, Chloe, Sarah, and then back to me. And we'll keep going round and, um, and see what emerges from that. Yeah, so as a first round, just to kick us off, um, just gonna invite us all to share who we are, where we are in the world, what we do for people and how, how we're connected to this theme, theme being inner value, inner wealth and value and authentic success and the combination of all of those, on all of those things. Um, we might kick straight off with Angie, actually. Yeah, let's kick off with you and then we'll come back to us. At the end.
1: Perfect. Uh, my name is Angie Cole. I am the creator of Untaming the Wild. And we do all kinds of things, but really the primary uh, role that I play is I'm a business and leadership coach. And in particular, I am excited to work with people who are trying to do those things differently. Um, and so that looks like bringing our intuition and our instinct into legitimate business practice, um, and integrating more feminine energies. And that doesn't just mean female, but just a different, um, paradigm of business. The one we have is hyper-masculine and we'll get on that. soapbox quite yet, but, um, (laughs) just the idea that a lot of the ways that, um, we've been told that business must be and that leadership must be in order to be successful is a bunch of hoo-ha and really doesn't work for a whole lot of people and leaves out so much of the world of creativity and possibility and innovation and sustainability and all of those things so that's the world in which i work and play so my connection to this topic I certainly never started out thinking, well, actually, even that I would be a business coach. I knew I was a coach. I knew that that was my path, but I didn't know that was going to intersect with business. And I certainly didn't think that was going to intersect with money and money mindset. But as I learned pretty quickly, you can't work with people around their work and their business uh, without touching that topic. So you know that all started for me about seven years ago in earnest and I remember sitting in my little home office at the time and I had big sheets of flip chart paper all over the walls and markers and trying to figure out who the hell I am and what I do and at the top of this one chart I just wrote money I wrote value and I wrote worth I had no idea what that was going to mean but I just had this um near obsession with trying to understand those words and what they mean and what we've made them mean and how they're different. And so that's really been a big part of my journey this last seven years as I've been running my business. And um, yeah, I've come to understand a lot about those and how we can work with them differently. And then, yeah, my own personal journey with that has been recognizing how conditional my own positive self-regard has been how conditional my self-worth has been and so that's at the root of this for me is removing those conditions and understanding how they got there and what to do about it oh i didn't say where i am i'm currently sitting in croatia down on the southern coast and i'll be leaving here in a couple of days Good Lord Willen and the creeks don't rise to mm-hmm. go to Portugal.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Angie.
1: I think that's it.
2: Should I Just take off, yeah. yeah just take off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> incredible. Thanks, Angie, for the, the share and introduction. Um, so I'm Chloe Handelman, I am currently in Bali. Um, I actually next week hopefully am going home back to the states for a quick little Christmas experience, just praying the world stays as it does and I can go home and come back here because current situation I can do that. Um, so just hoping that still happens. I miss my family um, and want to do a little reset back home. Um, so my profession, how I help, I liked how you said how you help people um, or what you do with people. That's, I don't like labels. I changed it. I keep changing it <laughs> with whatever season it is. I'm like, what am I? Uh, most current thing I'm talking is, uh, is saying is um, a mindset transformation and empowerment coach. Um, and I also work with, uh, breathing at a very basic conscious level, um, daily breathing exercises. I'm also a breath coach in that regard. Um, I really, so yeah, that's what I kind of do and how I support people is really in, um, helping them. What I've really gotten honed so much more into is that I am, I really support people who are in their path to financial or lifestyle or career freedom, um, really get a solid foundation for their mindset and emotional balance along the way. Uh, And really I'm coming across in Bali, you've got a lot of new entrepreneurs and people who are just starting out online and there's a bombardment of coaches online who are really consultants, who are really supporting um, and teaching people how to make money online. Whereas I really wanna focus more on the, like the personal development journey of the creation of business. And, um, yeah, so that's really kind of where I, where I'm at and, um, where I feel really super connected to this concept or this concept, this topic that we're here to discuss today is, is all in regards to authentic success. Um, I didn't realize, even what that, I didn't even have that phrasing come the beginning of this year Uh, and I really noticed it through my own journey working in corporate engineering background, got a corporate consulting gig right off the bat, I, I was doing the thing that everyone wanted to do and I got there and I was like okay I'm successful, making the money, I have this job, I get to fly all over the country, whatever. And it's this isn't success to me, and um, so for me it was really starting to shift my life. And my journey had been I would change my life, and I wasn't aligned with that new lifestyle change, and I still didn't feel successful, and I still didn't feel successful, and I just still didn't feel successful. Um, and my journey to really understanding what success was to me, and realizing that I get to define it at all times, no matter what. Uh, was really why I feel so connected to this topic. And all I want to do is make sure that people along their journeys are really becoming hyper aware that they define their means and bounds for success, whether that's in their business, whether it's in a relationship or even a an Instagram post, <laughs> like what does success mean from at any point so that when we can define that, uh, we can end up having a more seamless and enjoy enjoyable journey so yeah that's that's where I feel connected into the topic Uh, if I forgot anything I'm sure I'll have a chance to speak again so
0: (laughs) I hope so unless one person just speaks for the whole time (laughs) it's a little guy now we forgot to mention (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you glory
3: Hi, so so I'll go. Uh, so I'm Sarah Maxwell. and um, I'm in Manchester in the UK, and which feels actually really boring compared to all of your traveling around everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little bit jealous about you. Um, you've not been in the UK, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I've been
3: able to get out of the UK for quite a while. So um, yeah, ready to travel, I think is how I'd describe myself. Um, so I am really passionate about injecting color, joy, energy into the world of financial services. Um, So I founded a business called Wealth Coach um, in order to do that really. So my business is designed to um, allow people to feel empowered and connected to their money, to their value, to their worth. So for me, this subject ties in quite heavily to to everything that I do day to day with people. Um, So that's really, I guess, giving people the space to understand their connection to money um, what they want that connection to look like and creating a bit more of a positive relationship, um, you know, removing blocks. Um, yeah. So this is, this is huge for me. This is kind of what I'm all about. So I'm really excited and it's lovely to meet you all and see such happy, alive faces. Um, so yeah, I'm keeping it short.
0: <laughs> mm, great. <pretty> <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll go next um i'm edward i'm in crete um what do i do for people that is a good question (laughs) i can tell you like what i'm certified in and then i can tell you where these things are kind of melting together so i'm I'm kind of you know i studied management but i am certified personal trainer shamanic practitioner spiritual life coach and body psychotherapist uh, core energetics and I'm also the founder of the temple. And the reason, I guess, why this topic for me feels, feels so um, juicy or delicious is because for many years I've been in that space of like having things on paper, knowing a lot of things, but not really understanding or finding my value and my voice and then bringing together all of these things. And it's only been recently that it's. I guess really kind of started to align and a lot of that has been actually thanks to many conversations including some one-to-one sessions with Sarah which have been so beautiful and really my journey with it has been one of seeing how colleagues or people would people in, in, in very similar fields would be offering their services so sessions workshops retreats and then realizing after years of kind of Taking that road that wasn't really close, that's not really who I am, and I wasn't. I enjoy it and I can do it, but I wasn't feeling alive. I wasn't feeling that you know I've hit that sweet spot where I'm in my space in my leadership. And it's only been in the past few months, I would say, although, of course, we can see the process has taken years to get to this stage where I've started to. To really well ask myself, what is my authentic success? What is it that you know I want to create? What is really true for me? And and where and start to really own my value, but not in comparison to what I see outside of myself. What are the practitioners doing? What are the other body of psychotherapists doing? What are the other XYZ doing? And start to really look inwards and kind of go, okay, you know where is that and a big piece of that has actually been in the piece of leadership. So we created the temple, you know, it's been ongoing since 2017 in a very different format. This year really shifted into this format and it's still landing and growing. And a big piece has really been a choosing really at, at some subtle level, choosing to own my leadership in this space, for example. Um, and the, And to, to choosing to own the value that I bring, which is still still at times of intangible, and it's not as tangible as oh, yeah, I help people do this and that, and then there's a clear kind of value for that. Or oh, I help my clients move here to there, you know, move from from A to Z. I'm still understanding that, so that's my connection to this topic. It's still a work in process, so I'm really curious to hear and to see how this conversation develops both for the conversation, but also personally, to really receive that gift of um, owning, owning, I want to say, with more clarity, that, that piece of, of value. Um, money, success, value have such important challenges in my personal and professional life, for as long as I can think of. I grew up very poor, used to go to the charity shops, my parents used to move to France when I was five with we farmers and for the first 10 years, it was just really hard. And they had four kids. I've got a twin. I've got two younger brothers who are twins as well. And so that was like a, a setup for me. So, um, I feel like now I'm like coming out of this, like this contracted place into a more expanded place. Um, yeah. So I feel that's what I'm bringing maybe to this, this, this conversation. It's very much also a, a felt experience with that. Um, and it's still, as you can probably feel it, it's still here. Yeah, that's what I want to say for now. I thought you were never going to stop. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Rob,
4: and for those of you that can't see a screen in front of you or just listening, I'm actually next sat on the couch next to Ed in Crete, <laughs> and I run the temple with Ed. But my job as such is I'm also a body psychotherapist, but an executive coach and mentor. And I guess you call it fundraising strategist for NGOs and nonprofits. So a lot of my clients are based in England, even though I live in Crete. Um and on this topic, when because I, I completely forgot about this round, round the table, so I haven't thought much about it. But about I've only been doing what I currently do for the last five years as something separate prior to that i spent 20 years as chief executive of a charity in london and that was working with different groups of people who for to fit into the terminology we, call, we used to call them disadvantaged or disenfranchised and it was a real passion for me to really show people their value show people that they had a place in the world that they were worthy of success that they were worthy of receiving um, and working with lots of different groups and organizations to achieve that But the one thing I can sit back now and recognise was not seeing my own value in that, not seeing what I was worth and not seeing my place in the world. It was very much externalised to supporting somebody else to to do something, but from a space of my mind, not feeling it for myself. Um, And stepping out of that and slowly being able to recognise that within myself and see my inner value and see my inner worth and, and be able to express that and and ask for that in a way um, so I'm really curious just to see what sort of wisdom comes from around the table today because I think for me it's a journey I'm still on
0: but yeah that's me <laughs> mm, nice and short <laughs> mm. nice Let's go for another round Angie maybe you have things to add or reflect that's been shared
1: so many things yeah, exactly. um, uh let's see first round so, yeah, I mean, I could dive into the deep end, which is for me where this where this does intersect with systemic oppression of all kinds, and um. Yeah, well, I think to set the context, so the the way I think about these different aspects um, and the work that I've been developing is looking at money, value, and worthiness as three separate things. And noticing that what I see as I started to try to untangle this was that we'd we'd collapsed all three of those things. We'd collapsed wealth and money. And, you know, you framed it as inner wealth, but really outer wealth is also the thing. Like people would come to me to work on their business and and work on their careers. And then where we would pretty quickly um, bump up against was their sense of self-worth that they didn't, they were blocked around receiving more money and creating more wealth and stepping more into, you know, taking up space and expanding because they had this, you know, deep sense of not being worthy, not being deserving. So as I started to untangle those, it became really important to me to be clear on that those three things are different and how we understand them and define them in my work really matters. So money, money, obviously, is one external thing that we use to uh, reflect value. Value is, is a, a relationship. So something only has value if someone else agrees that it has that value for them. So value is highest when that match is the, is the most you know, 100%, 100%. What I need and what you have are really high, um, have a high degree of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They just, they match up. Yeah.
4: Alignment.
1: Um, Yeah. There you go. That's a great word.
2: Um,
1: And there are a few things that increase value. One is rarity or scarcity. You know, if I have some holding up a pen for people who are just listening. If I have the only one of these for a 10 mile radius, this has a ton of value Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a scarce thing. There's not a lot of it. If everybody in 10 miles around has a hundred of these sitting on their table, the value of it changes. The very same thing changes just depending on how much of it there is. So match, match and Um, preciousness are things that create value and there has to be an external agreement and so value can go up and down depending on those two things and then worthiness is unconditional worthiness doesn't change and it doesn't require agreement so where so many of us myself included still can really experience so much suffering is when we treat those as if they're all the same. So how much money I have and how much my value is reflected or not back to me from the world is connected to my sense of self-worth, which is a really fundamental human need to feel worthy. It can really create a lot of suffering. And it's why we see a lot of, um, a lot of hustle and burnout around being productive and being, you know, producing things in the world and, and creating for the external because what we're really trying to do is fill this need of worthiness. And another thing I discovered was when we're doing that, when we're, when we're trying to get the external to meet an internal need, it's never full. It never works. We might get it for just a minute. We might get it in that moment that we celebrate and we get the new client and we get the new win and we get the, you know, we put the check in the bank. But it's like any other addiction, it's, then it goes. It's like the bottom is always draining out. We're always filling it and it's draining and we're filling it and it's draining. And that's how burnout happens. And that's how, you know, all other kinds of, <laughs> addiction and and basically just trying to not feel that feeling all the time happens so it really the implications of this really are just so huge and as we start to understand that those things are different and and begin to be able to work with them separately it's not here's the other difference i see in a lot of the world around the conversation of self-worth or even money is making one good and one bad that we make any one of those three things better or worse than the other. They're all important. It is absolutely okay and important and healthy to feel valuable. It's a basic human need to contribute and to know that someone else finds your contribution (laughs) valuable. It's not that that's a bad thing. It's a really good important thing and it becomes a healthy, a functional not dysfunctional thing when it's separate when i unhook my sense of self-worth from that thing the last thing i'll say about that the other place this really shows up and gets in our way is we unintentionally make other people responsible for our our self-worth we outsource <laughs> self-love we outsource worthiness because then I'm you know good lord if I could go back and tell my 20 year old self this what I did for much of my life in that in the attempt to outsource those things to get that need met man I just I tried to find as many people as possible to tell me that I was good enough in the form of boyfriends girlfriends uh friends co-workers, bosses, clients, right? And it was really so exhausting because I was always on the look out for the next person that was gonna confirm for me that I was okay, that I was lovable, that I was enough. And it's really just a crappy thing to put on other people. So when we when we get this and when we start to pull these apart and relate with them differently it also changes our relationships completely that's what i'll say about that for now
0: (laughs) thank you yeah thank you
2: wow (laughs) that was incredible um there's a lot coming in for me as you're sp- speaking, especially around value and value, like, cause when I speak on success, authentic success and whatnot, I really use values and personal values as an incredible metric. And so the way that you're describing value and in terms of, um, needing the match that values, I was even like the value on personal values then is like, I mean, like like my mind was like, wait, does this work, but I was like, what? But it was like, but like the value of personal values is then increased when there's the match. And so then if you're seeking to be valued by other people and in alignment, like what you're saying with other people, you are then more apt to, to then adopt those values that others have um and or perceive others to have because we've all in many western societies have been conditioned in such a way to value doing 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 you know the masculine energy in the workplace um you know never giving ourselves a time to break and never failing right so like all of these different aspects um and so for me really what's so powerful is how you create value of your authentic values or the values that are not aligned with others, or maybe it does seem more rare and more scarce actually. So maybe that's kind of how it offsets. I'm just kind of like looking at your metrics with the term value Um, because I mean, so many people value, you could say we let you value freedom. But is it? Are you actually then making choices and aligning your entire life around attaining freedom? Are you are in in not just in a sense of physical freedom, but mental, emotional, all of these different aspects? And if it's a value in business, is it? Are you also valuing that in personal relationships and and whatnot? So, a lot of what you're speaking to on. Value is really striking a chord with me, uh, in 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 so many ways. Because I can't remember where in the conversation this is where this is where it'll get fun. I'm like, someone said something about conditioning. I think Andrew said that um, at the beginning. Was like we have all been programmed in such a way to do these things that we, if we're not taught to separate money, value, worthiness, if we're not taught to pause and be like, wait, like I said, what do I actually want? If you don't look at the the coach who's telling you how to run your business and say, wait, is that actually how I want to run my business? Is that authentic to me? It's, It's these pauses that we're not really afforded in general life and busy life back in nine to five right go 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 go. crash on the couch watch netflix go 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 and and so we don't even have the opera many people don't even know that there is the opportunity to have a 10 minute pause and question some of these things we need to separate and some of these things we need to do our own self-reflection on and really get aligned to our authenticity and who we are and and realize that who we are add so much value to the world and just standing in that can be enough in many ways and inspire others to do so as well so that's where my rant just ended yeah. <laughs> i'm like is there anything else in there i think i'm good <laughs>
3: I love uh, what both of you just said actually um, and one thing that really stood out for me and I think it did the same for you Chloe was um, you know making other people responsible um, for your self-worth that's absolutely like gigantic it's one of the biggest things and I, um, I truly believe that you can just take the decision so I feel you can decide to know your own worth. I think it is just a decision away. And I think I think lots of things are just a decision away, but it takes making that decision. And it's quite a hard decision to make because you've spent your entire life conditioned in the, oh, okay, so if that person thinks I've done a great job, then I've done a great job rather than, oh, do I believe I've done a great job and that's actually enough? Um, so I feel like that that decision process, having your own decision process is the most important thing because... Other people's um judgment then can't touch you. So it matters. So people that you love and care about and how they feel matters, and you might want to then describe to somebody why they're why you don't believe their judgment is correct in a very kind and compassionate way, but you're coming from a place of having made that decision. So whilst that can waver and you'll have days where you think, oh my goodness am i strong enough to hold fast on this decision that i'm worthy or that i have my true value um i also think just from a journaling perspective writing notes around why you're unique why you're different you know why that's absolutely fabulous why why you want to be different you know if everybody was the same if everybody just copied everybody else and um and, and we just created a a very very similar human being wouldn't life be dull wouldn't it be really uninteresting um so I think having your own unique um values value um beliefs and just trying so hard to to hold them not too tightly because it, you might work out that actually some of your values and beliefs don't work out for you and you know you want to change them but that should be your decision that shouldn't be imposed by anybody else So yeah, to kind of round up how I feel about all of that. It's, it's a decision. You're making that decision for yourself. And I think everybody has the power to make that decision.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So much to take in there from all of those, all of the interventions, all of the, um, experience I want to say um something I, I kind of forgot to add in uh, in my introduction was part of the coaching i do is a form of coaching called find your magic which is very much connecting people to you know keep that essence in them that is absolutely there 100 percent of the time that is what i would also maybe call that that, that inner worthiness from that space when we're in that part of ourselves, life just feels a lot easier and we are of service to life without perhaps even knowing it, just by being in that um, alignment with who we are. And so I'm noticing in myself through this conversation, there's two things. There's a part that says, you don't know how to value. (laughs) You're here to just learn. You need to value yourself. You don't know much about worth. And there's another point that's going, hang on, look, uh, it's obviously something that I am supporting others in, in my own unique way. So there's this combination of things here, which I'm just gonna speak what comes, but I'm wondering how much, how much of this conversation of you know, our worth, our value is, well, as you've all said, actually, con- conditioning. Conditioned in the mind is quest- constant questioning. This is my experience, questioning, am I doing the right thing? Is this, you know, is this my path? Or oh, have I gone off my path for a few milli milliseconds and, and I'm lost, or whatever it is? And and there's the other, maybe more real experience of like knowing it and doing it and being it and not analysing it too much. So and I'm not saying that we are analysing it. I'm just saying that's a question that in, in my experience. Um, Yeah, in my experience I've been with this question for a long, long time. And I know many people are very much in that question. Even even when we found, you know, what we this thread of where we feel like, oh, this is juicy and I'm alive and I'm in my flow, I'm in my magic, that voice that comes in, hang on, are you you know, is this really what you need to be doing? Is this right by the invisible God that is on your shoulder and I'm just, it just takes us out of that moment. It takes us out of that. It takes me out of that anyway. Yeah. So I'm just noticing that right now and it's, it's, it's really juicy as an exploration and everything that's been shared and taking in. I love Angie, what you said about separating those three things, which makes so much sense. Um, so much sense. And I'm going to try not to make too much sense of it, because otherwise the mind's going to <laughs> Yeah.
4: So I've got to admit, i found it really hard not to sit here and go, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because I agree with everything to be said. But when I think about it, to me, there is no, no such thing as inner value it's, I think, Andrew, you said it, it's, it's all about outer value. Because to me, if you say that inner value, then you're, you're basically creating a scale. And for me, there is either you're worthy or you're not worthy. That's self-belief. And so everything outside of that is where the value is. It's where we place that value. And if I think about it as, you know, the, the conditioning, the evolution, I, I see it as it's just our human condition. You know, we're, we're born we go through a process of, in, of individualization as a, a baby. But, and we are who we are. We know exactly what we want as a, as a baby. And then we start to place value and become conditioned by wanting to receive something. So we want to receive milk from the mother or care from the mother, father, caregiver, and love and cuddles. So we place value on the outer thing rather than stay within what we want. And so we become conditioned to that and we adapt ourselves, we adapt our behaviours, we adapt our beliefs. And I think that just affects everything, every decision in life. And I think the it's that looking outside for that value is losing that connection with the self. And for me, what I found is it's been very much about having to go back to that inner space of, what is it worth for me? What is it the true thing that I really want in this situation? And I think we touched on it a little bit. The, one of my struggles has been, I'm a white male privileged in Western society. And so I'm already have value just because of who I am and what I look like. And, and, wanting, having a desire for equality and equity within life, I automatically see that as, well, I need to counteract that. I need to find a balance to counteract that in order to feel as though I'm not taking advantage of people or I'm not, I'm not, I'm receiving my true worth because of what I'm giving, not because I'm a white privileged man. And so that becomes an inner struggle for me. And what i found over the, the last five years is that actually what is the, the thing that I value the most? What is it I'm giving? And then as Annie said, like going out into the world and what's that value? And letting go of where someone doesn't see the value in it. There's not alignment, that's fine. It doesn't mean to say I'm any less worthy. It just means there is no alignment with this person and being able to let that go. But also on the, the, the counter side of that, also seeing my value for what I provide what I my, what I give in service fits different environments so not feeling guilty for doing what I do and charging what I would call a London price and then coming to, to, to Greece and charging a fifth of that and it's like I don't feel any less worthy or I don't feel any less value for what I'm providing for clients here in Crete to the clients I provide in London but I see an alignment with my market, for want of a better word. Um, and that's where I feel the value. That's where I can see it's like it's coming from that inner space that this is the connection I want. So it's not about the actual dotted line pound sign or dollar sign. It's more about my connection, my alignment with that person. And I think, again, that's... That's always the struggle. That's the space where I have to go back to that inner conditioning. And it's like this this is what it should be. Now, I'm X, I'm Y, therefore I'm worthy of this or I'm not worthy of this. And there's that constant struggle. Mm, Round number three, (laughs) Angie.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Ding, Daddy. ding, ding. So, say see. It's emerging for me. I'll start on this thread. Um, yeah, I mean, where this intersects with social justice, anti-racism work, feminist work, for me is, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, ableism, all all of the isms is that a very narrow, there's a, there's a very, very narrow pin, you know, head of a pin definition of who those people are, who are truly worthy and who have the greatest value. And even in Even in the segment of the population that are straight white males, even they have to uphold a very narrow expression of what that is in order to be given that, you know, that adoration, that pass of being value and not needing to constantly prove their value. So that's where all of this falls apart and becomes really problematic, Mm -hmm. is if you're not that then you're screwed, then just like forget it. You're gonna spend the rest of your life feeling not good enough, apologetic for even being here, really. Um, Even if you're a straight white woman, you better be like the thinnest, prettiest, blondest, most perfect version of that. And even that, you're only, that's really still only your value in the context of the macho straight white man, right? Mm. So, yeah, so they all intersect. Um, And, sorry, I'm being distracted. Can you hear a weird mechanical sound in the background? No. (laughs) All right, I can, but I will just ignore it. (laughs) We can edit that part out if we need to, okay. Or not, because my worthiness is fine, right? So, and this is a great segue into the next
4: part, which is,
1: man, when I can separate those two, then I don't take everything so fucking personally, right? And I don't get so, because remember the way I describe value is it does require agreement. And so what happens when somebody else doesn't agree when somebody else or when I really do fall short or when I make a mistake or when I mess up, if those things are separate, I don't take it so personally. It's not so devastating. It doesn't feel like a, a wound. um, when that happens, because my, my worthiness is still intact and that, and that has really been tested this year. Let me tell you, because all the things that you know when my value shifted this year and for me that looked like i just scaled way way back my ambition to create and produce went down to like 2.5%. <laughs> um and that was really uncomfortable because a lot of my identity and the things that feel really good to me actually are around like being high energy and being out there and being vocal and saying a lot of things and being really visible And all of that hugely shifted. I had some feelings to work through because value does feel good. It's okay that it feels good. (laughs) But when I then came back to, okay, let me do my own work and take my own medicine to make sure these are separate. Where this is so powerful is what happens when I'm not that valuable? What happens when I really screw up? What happens when I I don't know, don't keep my commitments or don't uphold my side of the external value? Can I still be compassionate, loving and kind to myself? That's where this is really a game changer because you know, through so many times in this last seven years that i've been on this quest um i had to just really sit down with myself and and say well how about now (laughs) even now can you do it now can you love can you love this now just like this um my body is a big frontier for me in that way so here's the good news bad news once you, cause I got the money part handled, like I separated that. I actually have more money in my bank account than I ever thought humanly possible. Like all of that is awesome and great. And I don't feel like it could go up or down and that's not affecting my self-worth. Like I'm cool. Right. Well, bad news is once I handled that part, then I got to look at all of the other conditions that I had placed around my sense of self-worth and self-acceptance and self-love. And my body is a huge one of those. My body has changed more in the last year than ever before in my life. And not like in, in negative ways, we would call them. Um, I'm, I'm 44 years old. I'm getting older. My skin is changing. I've gained, I don't even know how many pounds at this point. So many, I'm only wearing elastic (laughs) and linen, no pants. Um, but man, did I really have to look at that part because that's my value, right? My, as a woman in particular, my body has been made a commodity. And when that commodity has, has really lost its value, oh man, what do I do with that? Can I show up for myself and be sweet and loving and kind and patient and encouraging even in that? Uh, the answer is yes, but it's been it's been tough. So, you know, all those that's where the conditioning plays into this, and where it's a personal game changer as well. Is when we can can be with those things differently and not take it personally, um, and why this is so much bigger than just what you're, you know, raising your rates, like, yes, I want you to raise your rates for your business, but I want you to do it because it is a freaking act of like social anarchy. (laughs) That's why I want you to do it. That's why I want all of us to make all the money. I think we've really gone astray a lot in the world of like personal development and spirituality when we villainize wealth. I want us to have all the money so we can we can really do this differently. I don't know how much swearing we're allowed to do. I'm a heavy swearer. Um, I, yeah, I really want us to be able to disrupt a lot of things. And right now, money is a is a big way that we do that. I don't know. Maybe that's all going to fall apart, and that won't be true ten years from now. But right now. The, the lever of money has power and I want us to have more of it.
2: There we go. Oh, you always leave me with so much to go on. I
4: <laughs> <it>.
2: <laughs> Oh, where do I start? Um, it's powerful when you're speaking to the concept of The continuous journey Uh, I'm I'm newer into my personal development journey started a couple years ago and um supporting others as well and um it's interesting that I'm attracting people obviously who are just a couple steps behind me you know in that regard and so they're so hypercritical on and just as I was and still continue to find myself in this loop this day like hypercritical on why am i not why haven't i figured that out or like if i go through a period of depression i'm like well i am a mindset coach (laughs) i have to i meant to be able to figure this and i manage my emotions like and then all of a sudden it's like whoa 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 (laughs) right and then look to my mentors look at my peer look peers look at my colleagues who are all seven years into their journey and and 50 years in their journey and they still are learning the lessons. Right. And so through my own experience of that, I then see my clients who have just found meditation months ago, literally months ago, or maybe haven't even tried it. And this hypercriticality of like, why can't I figure this out? And why am I running into this problem again? And, and the recognition that it's a, as we all know here on this call, it's a whole evolution. It's a whole journey. It's a whole deconditioning. It's like a whole return back to who we truly are. And, um, it, it's just, it's interesting how, within those first couple of years of our life, I mean, seven years subconscious mind, if we go there, you know, that rule of thumb, how much we can actually absorb. And then depending on when you start your journey and, and uncovering the, the conditioning and whatnot, but how much it affects us. And for years and years, and then we think we've got it in one area, then suddenly it's there in another. Uh, and so I, I just think it's really, it's, powerful especially for me and at my point in my journey to look up to people who have been in this space for years and years longer than I have and known and experienced so much more and yes they still are doing the work and it's like then when it's a time for me to do the work this is all part of it and it's all like it's all what I enjoy in it and it's like then a problem comes up and it's like okay what am I going to learn from it? Right. And I mean, when I was in that, it was just a, a month ago, actually, I was in about a month of, you might hear some jokes. Uh, <laughs> a month ago, I had this period where I was really quite in a dark place and every single day I was like, what is the beauty and the lesson that I'm going to learn out of this? I'm really sorry if that's loud. And um, I was like, what's the beauty and the lesson? And I spent a week still dark 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 couldn't see lesson couldn't see lesson couldn't see lesson couldn't see lesson and I was like finally ends up out of it and then the lessons drop <laughs>
4: that's right, that's right, that's right.
2: um it's not what, our. what's dogs, the lesson
4: you can learn from this <laughs>
2: <laughs> that our dogs are not friends a <laughs> friend is over and their dog doesn't like our dog um <clears throat> but yeah so it's it's just even having that that openness and um, openness and acceptance of all that is, and I actually just did a little talk because Thanksgiving just happened, and I was talking about some problems with gratitude, is we don't focus in be grateful for the things that go wrong and, and the beauty and, and many of us who are well into our journey can now do that. But at a, as a beginner level, or, you know, when you first start introducing gratitude, you're only focusing on what goes well and you're not even focusing on where the things kind of are not going well at all right now. and still being grateful for, I'm grateful for the fact that this is going to teach me something I'm great. And, and having that, like loosen your grip on what's going on that it can be just there and happening and existing and that somehow it's going to change your life for the way it's meant to Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I think I just the dog distracted me I think my thoughts were connected they might not have been Mm -hmm. but that's that's where my thoughts are
3: (laughs) right now Mm -hmm. I love all that. And that kind of what really came up for me when you were talking then about sort of not having to be having the gratitude and what Angie said earlier about, you know, other people's judgment. um, I just I got a real picture of once you do disconnect from that outside judgment, you're kind of, I don't know, swimming in your own lane, you're kind of able to get on with things with less of the niggly little okay, what does that person think about me? What does that person think about me? And I have to say that I think um, <clears throat> value absolutely doesn't necessarily need to have anything to do with uh, money. It doesn't need to be like pounds, dollars, euros. I think value is something, well, the way I talk about value is something totally different um, to like a, a monetary value. It's like your deep innate value of yourself, which um, I feel is really, really important to, to build on. And I recorded a podcast last week, actually, um, with another lady on on how much is enough. And that is like a, a monetary version of how much is enough, which was really interesting. And we did quite a lot of research for the podcast. Um, and what really came out of that research was that if you are always striving for more money, more money, more money, if it's if it's a monetary thing in your mind, there will literally never be enough. You could, have, you could be a multi-billionaire or whatever, and that just wouldn't be enough for you because you're constantly striving for, for more and more money. So I think just taking that value a little bit more off the, the money and figuring out your own true value of yourself and um, you know how, how you want to be in, in your life um I I think is I think is huge and yeah that that picture came up in such a lovely way of what all of you guys have been describing um and and I really truly believe that sort of removing other people's judgment and realizing that other people are going to judge you irrespective of whether you're yourself or you're trying to be a bit more like them or you're trying to be a bit more like somebody else or you you know so you might as well just get on with it and be who you are
0: yeah that's also what i'm really receiving from this conversation this um, the being who you are and the authenticity but not from a mind level from a an, a real kind of intimacy and that's something I feel like I'm, I'm i'm missing in some level like you know feeling really intimate with my with my business you know feeling really intimate with with i don't know the what I want to be doing what I want to be sharing with my message you know and when, when I'm in that space of figuring it out or the outside, then that intimacy disappears and it's very, you know, it's dry, it's empty, it doesn't have that, that fullness. Uh, everything's a bit more, more contracted and you know, it's that kind of caffeine, <laughs> do-do-do vibe and I experience it very much as that, as that dryness. When, when I'm intimate, I pause, Someone might share the word pause. I pause and I reflect and I kind of sit down and go, okay, I'm sending this message, you know, what this, this one small two line message on Facebook, how can I be intimate with it? What do I, what's the energy I want to put forth with it? What's my value that I want to put into this? And I don't do it often. I know our, our coaching with Sarah, that's one thing I need to focus on. was <laughs> came from my last session. And from these conversations, it's, um, it's becoming even more obvious, you know, because this is—I mean—that's that meeting point of not even meeting point; it's kind of valuing or honoring or you know, my 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 energy in it and my worthiness and my joy and my sense of presence, and, and my authenticity and my uniqueness, rather than kind of clickwire. I'm sending a message. It means everything I've been fed by Facebook. <laughs> In society in my life so far hook or it's i'm sending a message what does it mean to me like what what is this you know and that's why i really love this this exploration of the temple like i'm really exploring these these for me that are like concentric circles of our temples our temple our personal experience of source our body our home our relationship the temple of you know our our hobby is the temple of our, yeah, our partnerships, our friendships, the temple of our work, our websites, and how like all these different spaces that we can make like unique and authentic and, and of deep value because I'm bringing my the fullness of who I am to this particular space. So even in this Facebook message that I'm writing, you know, and I really want to remind myself is how can I just pause and drop into the 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 experience, the value, the worth, the success, what it means to me right now to do that. I'm really getting that from this conversation, and um, yeah, it's beautiful.
4: <laughs> so much wisdom. <laughs> I've had different words coming into my head as we've gone round the table, and it started off as individuality, then uh, connection but now I'm gonna steal intimacy. <laughs> because for me, I was trying to apply what you've all said to my own story. And I, can, I, was, I was thinking how as individuals we adapt to our audience. And it's like, what, what is value to me might be different to what is value to my mother or my father or my friends. And so I, I constantly adapt in order to have that. So if I want love from my mother, then this is the value I need to show to her. Or if I want love from my friend, this is the value I need to show to him or her. And and I think that takes us away from what we really want. What we're after is the love or the connection with that person, but we're not actually placing the value on what it is we want, we're placing it on what the other person wants. And, And it becomes more about the connection rather than that inner self. for me the i think one lesson that i can take away from this is actually it's more about intimacy with my needs my value what do i want and and i realized that if i go back 10 years that individuality that sense of connection it was very much about the pound it was about having the london apartment it was about having the fifty thousand pound bmw it was about how that's how i fitted in that was where I saw my value, it was like I judged it in comparison to other people. How did I fit in? How did I compare it to them? And I can look back now and say, actually, no, it's not that because I place maybe more, if not equal amount of value in my life at the moment on that sense of freedom. You know, I'd much rather be in a position where if I get up in the morning and I want to go to the beach, I can go to the beach rather than earning the money and having the, the extra money in the bank. And so I'm more focused. I feel more focused because I'm more intimate with my needs rather than the needs of a collective and needing to fit in with that collective. And I think for me, that's the the, the biggest step anybody can take in terms of self-worth, in terms of inner value, is focus. focus on what is your story, focus on what you need, rather than trying to fit in and create a mask, an image that meets somebody else's sense of value.
0: Yes. This is perfectly leading to maybe a final round where we can bring in this, uh, what you just talked about, like the, the take home. What is the one thing that we want to take home? We want to invite the listeners to take home. As a practice or as a journaling prompt, and yeah, maybe this is a good round to do that in our in some closing comments. so yeah we'll go around one more time.
1: so. Well, I guess I'll leave this in. So my practice right now, as Chloe said, because I'm still very, very much in my own journey. If anyone had told me that personal development never ended, I probably (laughs) would have started. (laughs) Because it never ends. Just when you think you got it, then you you get a new lesson. You get to learn more. Um, so my practice recently has been a little something like this. And I think this, yeah, this definitely lends itself to some journaling. So when I notice I'm feeling worthless, essentially, when I notice I'm feeling icky, when I'm feeling um, disconnected from my sense of self-worth, because that's my, my worthiness doesn't change, but what can change is my connection to it. And I don't have to, I probably don't have to describe what that feeling feels like. We know what that feeling feels like. When you're just feeling yucky, if you notice you're saying mean things to yourself or even just you know crying, trying to escape, that's often my indicator is when I'm like, where are all the cookies and the booze and the TV and the soft things that I can wrap myself in? So when I notice that happening, um, I stop and and ask myself, what story is this connected to right now? What narrative is being played out? Here's a little hint. It's probably not one that you created. It's probably one you inherited. That's the good news. That was so freeing to me when I realized that, that it's not mine. I didn't make it. It's a tangent I won't go on, but... (laughs) it's really important. So what story is this feeling connected to? So as I shared, mine's been a lot around my body right now. And so the story might be, um, my partner's going to leave me and never want to, you know, have sex with me again. Um, I'm disgusting and gross. I am just like my mother. I'm, you know, like (laughs) just all the stories, what are the stories that this is connected to? And it's really helpful to just write those all out. And especially if this is new for you. So I'm not at the place anymore where I need to write them just because I'm really good at that kind of purge. I can do that as I'm standing, like waiting for the dishwasher to finish. <laughs> but but if, he- if writing is helpful for you, just let, let them all run out. The, just even the ones that you would never say out loud because they're that terrible, it's okay. Those are some of the most important ones, the ones that feel unspeakable. Just write them out. What are these stories? If it's helpful, where did those stories come from? Who, who said, who decided that was true? Who decided it was true that my partner was gonna leave me and never wanna have sex with me again? Um, so if that's helpful, do that part. If it's not, let it go. Um, and then the last part is what's in, what, what story is actually true? What's a different story I can tell? One that's actually true, one that I get to create. So what's actually true, is that I have the most loving, sweet, patient, delicious partner that I could ever imagine. And actually, all I have to go do is go and ask him if he's feeling not attracted to me. All I have to do is go talk to him. And all I have to do is reach out and connect with him physically. So writing that new story just gives me a whole new world of possibility. And it's actually the one that's true. (laughs) That other story just isn't even true. It's just a made up fairy tale. Um, So and the other thing that's really powerful about getting those old stories out is they can they get pretty ridiculous pretty fast. Like they lose their air pretty quickly, which is good news. And over time, when I start to see the same ones showing up over and over again, then I get even more clues about where they came from and and how I can begin to dismantle them. So that's my... That's
2: my takeaway. Thanks, Angie. Um, w- just to comment a quick on what you just said with the they start to becomes the stories start to become so like, like, you're like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, as I- I've been working with EFT tapping and uh, a, a different kind of Model of it, and one of the rounds is really just like saying whatever is the energy blocks. And so sometimes, like, the basic EFT formula is a bit different than what I do, but it's like I literally will just go in and say like all the shit that's going through my head. And by like the third round of me like tapping and saying, I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like. I don't like, or no one's gonna ever want to work with me. No one's ever gonna want to work with me. No one's gonna ever want to work with me. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? By the end of it, I'm like, I'm like, I can't get through the round fast enough because I'm like ready to say the truth. And <laughs> like, and then it, it is then because of because you acknowledge it. Like, look at the monster under the bed, and you're like, you're not that scary. You actually look like Monsters Inc. Right? Whatever Sully or I can't remember his name. Um, but like. You know, so that was just a, a quick call out on that, that it's just, oh, once you finally acknowledge it, and that some of the really hard ones to see are gonna be hard for a while, but as you, again, talk them more up, um, it's powerful. So that wasn't my takeaway, I just needed to make a quick comment on that. <laughs> um, my, my takeaway actually was a bit about what Rob had said about, um, and what it really connects to me is about, like, is it your story versus others? And really giving yourself the opportunity whenever and as soon as you start to recognize that there's a dis- misalignment. And that's even between yourself and, and others, but even yourself within yourself, like, for me, most recently, it's like I have, I'm have i so obsessed with my freedom, unbelievably obsessed with my freedom. And I've been living in Bali for a year and a half, but I miss my family so bad and I've had a shift in values. And so many people are like, are you crazy? You're gonna go back to that? And I'm like, I know, it sounds crazy. I- I can't explain, like, my values have shifted so much that it's like I'd rather be stuck in a house with my family right now than go to the beach. It's a true shift. And so, allowing the shifts to happen and not judging and constantly checking in on it. And that's been the theme of my life. And it's been something that I've gotten better and better at recognizing. I still had a lot of turmoil in this decision. I think part of that depression was part of this, de- this not opening my eyes to what was going on. Um, but really, as soon as you recognize there's a misalignment and uh, with the, again, with yourself or with others. So a practice in that regard is, a continuous check-in on values and your, per and I, I don't mean it in terms of the term value money worthiness. I mean, like your personal values. So is freedom the most important value for you right now? And it, or is family connection is, or is family, right? Or it is career development because again, it, any of these seasons are right. And so when you can really get, do a continuous evaluation every couple months, check in before a program launch, before a new business venture, what's the most important thing for me here and now? And by doing that check-in, then that's how we can define if we were successful in that period of our life or in that business venture or whatever. So, okay, my values right now for the next couple months is family, career development, uh, and maintaining, uh, physical, uh, physical health right now for me. So for the next three months, my success is going to be, if I reach these through values, if I, if I don't have as much freedom, that's fine because I, I have declared and understood, and these are my metrics and I'm constantly going against up against and looking at these and making sure that they're, unique to you and what you are really actually important. And that comes with the decision that we are going to put our, our lane. We're going to swim in our own lane. Just focus just on that and uh, let the opinions of others be so firm in your decision that you're like, that they don't even, they can't even get in there. Like, no, I'm going home. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Right. So um, yeah, that's what my takeaway and, my suggestion is that checking in on the values continuously, cross-checking in your current season, and gauging your su- personal success based off of that.
3: Cool, I love I love that. Yeah, that's that's really ace. Um, for me, what definitely came through there, and uh, Rob, when you said about your kind of old life versus the life that you have now, and that being, I guess, probably a decision. Um, to do that that really like hit me so you decided to to do what worked for you which is which is fantastic rather than fitting into the space that you'd fit into for all that time which is which is lovely. and I just I wrote down like just after you'd said that you know be yourself be different be brave don't fit in Um it's really much more fun and liberating and comfortable just to live Uh, as who you are Um, and if people don't like that they're probably not your people and the people that you find will be your people because they'll love you for who you are um, rather than have any sort of need for you to fit in so um, for me like a a journaling exercise might be that decision process really so um, who do you feel that you truly are um, and, and what do you truly want and then really focusing so sometimes i'll do back to the from the front to the back of the journal i will notice all the things that i've done where i've followed that decision where i've been brave and where i've shown up as myself and um you know i've spoken my own truth and then maybe from the back to the front i'll also i'll notice also where i've not shown up as myself and i've not really spoken my truth and i've tried to fit in just to sort of be able to view both of those sides in the hope that the area that will grow is the front to the back um, rather than the back to the front. But I think just that first step of noticing when you're in your balance and noticing when you're out of your balance and noticing the the people that you're with when that's happening, Um, noticing the environments you're in when that's happening, Um, you know, both sides I think could be quite powerful just as a start. So yeah, that's my takeaway.
0: Thank you. Um, What's coming up for me as we're speaking is um, I think it's it's a personal practice and maybe an invitation to those who are listening um, to really check in with my body. And it's quite simple. It's really, I kind of touched on the last time, what's kind of been coming around is it's really obvious when we're outside of ourselves, it's really obvious when we're actually pulled in another direction. And in my experience, it becomes more obvious the more we are on this path. When, of course, sometimes we have these blind spots, and it's not obvious. But when we see it, it's obvious. And there's so much wisdom in the body, my body always tells me when it's not right, you know, I will feel like even my stomach, my lower back, my shoulder will twitch, something will happen. And I know that when I'm not paying attention to those signs, I'm not intimate, to use that word again, with my body, I don't pay attention to those signs. Um, so my, my intention for myself is, is that it's just to, to remind myself to come, to come back to that intimate connection with my body and to really take the time to check in with what I'm doing in that moment. As the the example of that Facebook message, really check in. Okay. How is it feeling? Is this the right time? You know, what's my body saying about it? What what is really here for me? What is my intention? What is really authentic to me? And kind of really create those moments, those spaces. Yeah, that's my takeaway.
4: And I'm gonna reiterate that. <laughs> because for me the takeaway is the connection between the mind and the body. I uh, have I ask myself two questions. Who said that? And how do I feel that? And it's like the the mind is this conditioned thing. There's always been a story that's given it that process to get me to that point. But the bo- I have a belief that the body always knows and I can feel it. So if it resonates, I will feel it in the body. If it's icky, <laughs> I will feel it in the body. But there's like the, the first question is like, who said that? Where is it coming from? And then I can feel that in the body and I can drill down, go through those conditions, beliefs, go through where that value, sense of value is coming from and really connect. Is it mine or is it somebody else's? And what is my real truth and i think this is like this is that sense of trust that sense of trust in yourself of knowing that, the, that we all have and that the, if you
0: allow yourself to feel it the body will tell you yeah Beautiful. wonderful thank you so much everyone for being part of this conversation i just want to invite everyone to share maybe how people can connect with you if they're inspired to connect with you maybe your website email instagram
1: Yeah, um, so the best place to start if folks wanna connect with me and my work is untamingthewild.com. And there you can find my social media hangout places. Um, But yeah, that's a great first place to start. Um, There you go.
2: For me, I use Instagram, so Instagram, um, you can just search my name, Chloe Handelman, but the spelling, you know, you might want to check wherever the spelling is, C-H-L-O-E-H-A-N-D-E-L-M-A-N, um, but you should find me on, on there. And that's the best place to find out about me, what, what I've got going on, so...
3: Uh, yeah for me it's my website so www.wealth-coach.co.uk <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you can find us in the temple <laughs> as you know yeah thank you so much beautiful yeah, conversation um, so many gifts everyone has to share i'm blown away every time i need, need a few hours to integrate it all but uh, thank you <laughs> Yeah and uh it is useful.